Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors along with Soffit Fascia and Rain Gutters. Check them out at RGSUtahSiding.com. You know, Gordon, I, I... I feel like I need to remind, particularly us, but really everybody out there, uh, watch watch how you communicate during this whole thing. Maybe we'll get into the, the Mike Leach story a little bit later on, but he really uh, <laughs> tweeted out something that was crazy inappropriate. And uh, I don't know. We I, I saw, uh, what was it, April Fool's Day? What was that yesterday, Gordon, where mm-hmm. some people, yes. you know, went with some really inappropriate April Fool's stuff. I mean, we just need to... We need to really watch how we communicate, uh, probably always, but especially now, you know? Yeah, I think I think that is particularly true as we speak. And since we have four hours of radio time to fill, Gordon, I just thought we, we probably ought to remind ourselves of that from time to time, you know? Yeah. yeah. Especially you, Chester. <laughs> okay. You watch yourself, Chester. That's all, all I'm right. saying. Let's, I will... Uh... I'll, uh, I'll do what I can to control them. Did you see the, the Mike Leach story? I, I saw a couple of tweets he sent out. Uh, I mean, just in passing. Which one? Oh, he had he had a particularly offensive one that he had to take down and apologize for. And, tell, tell us. Just give us a little. Uh, since you brought it up. Uh, okay. All right. It was a picture of uh, an elderly woman with knitting sticks in her hands. And it said, uh-huh. after two weeks of quarantine with her husband, Gertrude decided to knit him a scarf. Except for she was not knitting a scarf. It was a noose. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, if you think that he's now located in Mississippi, uh, that history, that's probably not all that appropriate. Plus, should we really be making jokes about domestic violence at a time like this either? I mean, it's just inappropriate on so many different levels. And, And he even had members of his team talking about how that was offensive to them. So that you just got to watch how we're... How we're communicating in these day uh, in this day and age? Can I bring up uh, a a a note on a higher uh, plane? Sure. Today is, I guess, National Autism uh, Awareness. Yeah. Is it national or international? I I don't know. But I have you seen some of the tweets come in from the Ingles? Yep, it's been awesome. Oh man, is that is that Jacob? Little Jacob? Is he not that cute kid? Oh yeah, he, he's adorable, and uh, of course Ingles doing great work uh, bringing awareness to uh, autism through their experience. But uh, always good to be aware of something like that. All right, it's time for your NBA daily assist. Hit it, Austin. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Of course, your NBA Daily Assist brought to you by our friends at Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Let's get out of the Sprint special guest line, lease any phone, and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Uh, of course, he writes for The Athletic. He's our good friend, Sam Amick. Hello, Sam. How are you? 
Hello, guys. Doing just fine. Um, you know, we're just talking to Austin off air. Just had that Groundhog Day effect like everybody else. Um, you know, but lucky enough to be healthy and hanging in there. So hope you guys are the same. Absolutely. Yeah, no kidding. That goes to everyone out there. Hey, Sam, we were just talking about Mike Leach and he, him sending out some tweets that may not be fully appropriate. And uh, with a lot of athletes out there with some spare time right now, it does seem as though some of them at times have to be reminded that uh, you got to be careful what you tweet out because it'll come back. Well, as I, I'm, I'm guilty of being uh, kind of busy today work-wise, and I missed this story. What did Mike tweet about? Oh, he just he he. It was an, a very very inappropriate joke uh, about uh, basically quarantine, and there was a racial element to it, and it it just it okay. was it was bad on a number of different levels, and he had to to erase it and uh, and apologize. But it's just we were kind of saying it's a it's a reminder that we all need to you know, watch how we communicate, probably all the time, but especially now. No, no question. Um, this is definitely not in the same category, but. You know, one thing that got my attention that I thought was interesting was, like, because everybody's stuck at home, and, and that could manifest itself in Mike Leach firing off something stupid and inappropriate, or, uh, like, so Steph Curry did uh, an Instagram live session, and it was entertaining, but I, I chuckled because, you know, for one, normally during the course of, you know, an NBA season or even an off season, I don't think it a prominent player like that is going to do what amounted to like a 40 minute live, you know, come hang out with me thing on social media. And Steph had uh, a golf setup where it was a gigantic projector screen and he's got his clubs and he was virtually playing against Kent Bazemore uh, of the Kings. And it was, it was just a funny thing to watch. Cause on the one hand I was like, ah, it's kind of entertaining and it's kind of fun to see these guys in a different element. But I'm also sitting there going for all those folks who were stuck in one bedroom apartments looking at their, uh, you know, their phone, uh, you know, that you kind of got to see how the other half lives, too. Um, so I think for sure everybody's got to be sensitive right now with what they're putting out. I have a question for you, Sam. We were talking about this earlier with the news that apparently LaMelo Ball has bought uh, the Australian League team that he played for in partnership with someone else. Have you ever heard of a player or a kid in this case who is uh, going to be drafted into the NBA as a highly thought-of prospect who owns a basketball franchise somewhere else? No, not at all. Um, I'm pretty confident saying it's never happened before, and if anybody wants to check me on that, that's fine. Um not surprising, though. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, if, if any person from any family was going to do it, it was going to be somebody from the Ball family because they, they pride themselves on, on not only kind of thinking outside the box, but also having as much ownership, both kind of real and imagined and, uh, as possible. And in this case, you know, very real. So interesting stuff, uh, you know, and then that's a guy who – as opposed to his brother, you know, LiAngelo, and, uh, you know, who's, who's just not a legitimate prospect. I mean, you know, LaMelo had, had plenty going for himself, even independent of going out and buying his own team. So uh, certainly interesting. 
Sam Amick with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon and I were just talking about this. Today is uh, autism, World Autism Awareness Day. And you have a relationship with, with Joe Ingles and know him a little bit. And I think it's a really um, cool part of his personal story where they, you know, last year, were, were going through such difficulty in the diagnosis of their son, Jacob, and what really helped them cope with it was was giving back and contributing to the cause and kind of that community help spirit what do you think about that part of his personal story and how he's really embraced uh, helping out no i mean it's it's impressive and it's inspirational and not only for you know an important cause and, and kind of an issue um like autism which impacts so many people but you know i think it's a great blueprint for you know, whatever uh, has struck home to you. Um, and then with Joe, it's just so sincere. You know, like last summer when he and I connected over the phone and I wrote some stuff during the off season about, um, you know, his efforts on that front. Um, you know, I mean, for one, not only was he interesting and engaging and honest in the kind of way that, that I think resonates with the, the audience, but um, he kind of, he says what he means and he means what he says during that you know, after that story came out, you know, he told me, he's like, hey, you need anything uh, down the road, make sure you let me know. And next thing you know, as you guys know, he jumped on our podcast a couple of weeks ago. And mm-hmm. um, and you see, he's a, he's a fantastic spokesman, uh, not to mention, uh, you know, by all appearances, a hell of a father and a husband. And it's it's just very relatable stuff, because even if, even if you don't have a child with, with autism, we can all relate to certainly trying to to keep our little ones safe, to keep them healthy, especially in times like these. Um, so I, you know, I, I just think it's fantastic for the cause. You know what I mean? Like he has the platform and we joke about it. I've talked with him, like he's not a star, he's a role player. You know what I mean? But, but he's a role player with a pretty decent platform and the ability with his wife, obviously a longtime professional athlete herself with Renee to, to just have a lot of impact in the scope of their reaches pretty wide so i give them a ton of credit it's it's always great to see their message getting through okay sam so how about if i throw out there a legitimate basketball question uh let's hear it gordon Uh, i'm almost i'm getting rusty of the 70 (laughs) upcoming free agents who do you like Uh, if you were to pick uh three of those guys who who you are uh high on can can you talk about that Man, you you know no no heads up here. I'm rusty, and, and now you just my gosh. I mean, my brain comes to a halt after Anthony Davis. Uh, Come on, and, Sam, uh, name all seventy of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wait a blind me, side I guess. You didn't even you didn't even hear the, the stroke of the uh, the keyboard in the background there. I already cheated. I got the list in front of me. No, um, well, it's, it's hard to keep track, and these aren't huge names. Many of them, you know. I mean. No, that's the, well, that's the thing is that this had become just like one of the worst free agency classes in a very long time. Now, as I peek at this list, uh, okay, Anthony Davis, uh, not expected to go anywhere. Um, yeah. You know, going to get paid big time. So let's get past AD. Brandon Ingram, who's restricted, has, you know, made himself a ton of money. He's shown that he, you know, appears to thankfully be over the blood clot issue that put him on the sideline for a while, um, appears to be fully capable of having a long career and is in the running, I think, for the most improved player award, uh, you know, whatever form awards end up taking given the circumstances. But the Pelicans are going to pay him, I think, to uh, to keep him around. 
So I doubt he goes anywhere. Um, you know, the, the list. So, so here, the third, I guess the third guy, Montrez Harold to me, um, gets my attention. Cause if you are a team that needs a difference maker and the way, you know, whatever your payroll is, if you have breathing room to overpay for a guy that you know is probably not worth the number it would take to get him, then Montrez is going to be really appealing for a lot of teams. Um, you're talking about about 18 points and seven boards a game coming off the bench for the Clippers, and that's sharing the ball with a lot of talented players. So I don't know what that might look like if you, if your roster is not that stacked. Because um, you know I, I do think a world exists where Montrez does not resign with the Clippers. I think he's going to want every penny. Um, so those are some of them. I'll squeeze one last one in. I lied. Danilo Gallinari, uh, still, to my, in my opinion, one of the more underrated players in the league. He's been really good for the Thunder this year and has been really good the past couple of years. And so um, I think you know he's a good difference maker too. Sam Amick is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And Sam, how inevitable is it that the NBA invokes that clause in the CBA to uh, reduce the salaries of players for these canceled games? Um, full, dis- like, full disclosure and transparency, guys, like, I don't know how to answer that because I, from people I've talked to, I, I have not been able to get full clarity on the math behind all of it. I mean, I've had people tell me that um, – exercising the force majeure clause, you know, which versions of that would, would mean, you know, kind of ripping the CBA in half. Um, but, but at minimum to take money back from the players that when you crunch the numbers that there, um, you know, there are some people who believe that it's not advantageous for the league to go down that road um, from a financial standpoint that, you know, you're talking about there's limits to what they can take. I believe it's 192nd out of every game missed. Um, and, you know, there's escrow accounts involved and stuff that makes me wish I paid attention more in, in my accounting class in college. <laughs> uh, so I just think it's not – it's just not nearly as uh, kind of black and white as it appears. And, uh, you know, I'm curious to see where it lands because obviously Adam Silver and and his cap experts, they're not cap experts, but, but, you know, BRI experts for the business side of the operation, they're going to get to the bottom of it. But uh, I I don't anticipate uh, a a massive cut for the players based on things I've heard. So, Sam, which players in the NBA scored an average of six points in the third quarter on the road this past season? (laughs) I thought you were going to go a different route, Gordon. I thought you were I think we should just, you know, we'll take this into hot take territory. Hey, Sam, what which players should be giving the most money back? <laughs> what players didn't make their paycheck this year? Sam, as a man who has been immersed in, in NBA basketball for a long, long time now, what what's eating at you not being able to be so involved in it right now, aside from the safety issues and health issues that are much bigger, I get all of that. But as far as pure basketball goes, what, what do you miss? Um, I, honestly, I probably miss just the interactions around going to a game more than I do the game itself. Um, even like, you know, last night I read a, what I thought was a really interesting piece from a, 
friend of mine named Kyle Goon covers the Lakers for the Orange County Register. You guys remember Kyle from his uh, yeah, his jazz we know writing days. Yeah, we know him well. Yeah, I forgot about the background there. And and Kyle, uh, he wrote something that where he not only talked about memories from this season covering the Lakers, but it was in the context of him making the point that this pandemic, met, you know, might have forever changed just the way that we operate in space together. And he talks about LeBron, you know, putting the the uh, the, the, the white dust into the air and how that's part of his ritual. Well, now it's like, can you can you do that anymore? Is that have germs on it? You know, um, Dwight Howard coming up behind him at one point this season, you know, and, and kind of grabbing his shoulder. Uh, and, and it was just, it was interesting because not only was it entertaining in terms of all these interactions that all of us, myself included, enjoy these little moments, but in, a, in kind of a sad way, it made you sit there and go, man, what's it going to look like? Like, not only... When are we going to be back in those buildings? But what's it going to look like and feel like? Um, not trying to be hyperbolic here, but I think it's a fair question. So, I mean, I miss that stuff. You know, I miss getting to the game a couple hours before tip-off and and uh, talking to scouts courtside a lot of times. You know, the coaches do their pregame scrum with the media, and, and some, a lot of times I enjoy skipping that because all the other media, you know, it's kind of like they zig and you try to zag. And, and you go talk to whether it's a player or somebody else. So I miss that stuff. Um, and then just tracking the action, you know what I mean? Like usually when when, when the three of us sit here and chat, it's about the uh, the ups and downs of the Jazz and where's it all going and, and why is this happening, why is that happening. And and just right now we're, we're just stuck in neutral, obviously. Sam, one thing that I, in mentioning what Kyle wrote about, one thing that I've I've noticed in the past is how many NBA players will lick their hands and then uh, then touch the bottom of their shoes, almost like to clean right. their shoes off, and then they right. when they're shooting free throws or something. That that's a fascinating thing to think about because there's all kinds For of sure. shared on the court. Well, I mean, shoot, less than two weeks before. You know, in in America, the coronavirus began to really spike and concern people. I tweeted, and I'm, I don't know the date, but if you go back and look at my timeline, I have a tweet that's like kind of in jest about how Anthony Davis. I think I said, you know, uh, Anthony Davis is 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 not uh, coronavirus approved. Uh, he just licked his hand during the game and then high fived multiple teammates. And I remember that I wasn't the only one on social media who noticed it, but like for the most part, everybody, it's a little bit like when Rudy Gobert grabbed all the microphones, you know what I mean? Like I know in in hindsight, it looks terrible, but we didn't know, you know, like we didn't, and that's a longer conversation about why we didn't know and whose fault it is and all that. But like that is, that, that blows my mind because that doesn't seem like that long ago. And obviously things have changed drastically, but Gordon, you're right. I mean, you know, even just the simple high five, is it going to become fist pounds all the time for everybody? The elaborate handshakes that teammates have. Um, and, and maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe we're, we're taking it too far and six months from now. Hopefully we can look back at this chat and, and, and chuckle about it. But, like, it's, um, it, it does make you think. 
Sam Amick of The Athletic with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And Sam, here on the show, we've we've had, uh, you know, community business owners and, and people like that on to talk about how they're coping with this pandemic and want to give uh, you uh, uh, the, the, same, uh, the same chance. Talk to us about what you guys are doing at The Athletic to help us all get through this with uh, reading material. I think, uh, aren't you guys doing a free trial? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, credit to our, our, our leaders at our company. In fact, we just had a company-wide conference call today that uh, felt pretty good about. Um, we got two CEOs and Alex Mather and Adam Hansman, who I think uh, of all the bosses I've had are uh, among the best, if not the best. Really smart young dudes. I say young because I'm getting up there. They're mid-30s, late-30s. But they, um, them and their team have been – they and their team have been very creative. They they started a 90-day free trial. Uh, essentially, like, you recognize the obvious, which is, okay, times are different. So if we want people reading us, you probably need to kind of move the goalpost a little bit. And that um, has been pretty successful, where people appear to be enjoying a lot of our coverage as a distraction. And, you know, we've got a bunch of stuff that is um, very lighthearted and, and very entertaining from – the top 100 sports movies of all time rated and analyzed and debated to, uh, and this is on the fringes of the, you know, thinking differently, but you know, we had a, a professional scout, uh, break down, uh, space jam. And that was an actual story. <laughs> I mean, it's, it sounds silly. We would not normally ever be doing stuff like that in March or April typically, but you know, these aren't typical times. I mean, I had a fun one with my colleague, Josh Robbins this week where we, uh, we debated, every jersey in the NBA from double zero all the way up to 99, and we gave our pick for the best players to wear those. In fact, Jazz fans can thank me because John Stockton almost didn't become the winner at number 12. Maurice Stokes almost edged him out for sentimental purposes, but John got the victory in the end. But, like, that, you know, the type of stuff that I think sports fans just kind of – it might take 20 or 30 minutes out of your day – and take your mind off what's going on, which honestly, from a mental health standpoint right now, I think is a really positive thing. So, Sam, what do you, in, in looking back over your career, what have you enjoyed more, presenting facts or presenting points of view? What do, what, what do you enjoy the most? Um, I mean, so my style on points of view has been – you know, um, I don't know, this sounds corny, but the, the old expression, I think it was Eisenhower that, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick. Like, I don't pull that card that often, so I feel like when I do, I have something to say. Um, but I don't write opinion that often. Now, enjoyment-wise for the job, uh, I, I, you know, I greatly enjoy just the combination of reporting and, and finding information and stories that were not previously known publicly and, and sharing those in a, in a, you know, storytelling narrative type form. I mean, I enjoy that a lot. In fact, that's one of my favorite parts of this job. And, you know, some of my personally favorite work in the past couple of years, um, you know, that type of stuff. So I would, I would probably say, I don't know if you call that facts, Gordon, but just, you know, just, just the reporting side and pulling the curtain back and telling people how certain storylines unfolded and why certain things happened and, and what they meant and, and whatnot. I, I get a kick out of that. So one question that I get a lot is, 
Who is the most fascinating personality or person that you've ever interviewed? If I were to throw that at you, since I've been putting you on the spot the whole whole time today, <laughs> if I were to ask you something like that, what names come to mind as somebody that goes way beyond just a bounce of the ball? Well, like stream of consciousness, uh, and I covered him a lot, so that's why I'm a little bit subjective, but Ron Artest, um, he was traded to the Kings in 2006 when I was on the beat from the Pacers, and at that time, he's less than two years removed from the malice at the palace. And I mean, I covered Ron through the Sacramento kind of attempted turnaround, um, covered him with the Lakers, you know, Kobe passed me the ball in 2010, they win the championship. And in between, I mean, I've been with Ron at charity events in his hometown of Queensbridge, New York, that were incredibly positive uh, and then also having to ask Ron about why the cops were, um, you know, pressing charges because he wasn't feeding his dogs in Sacramento. Like, just, we, we I ran the whole gamut with Ron, and, and media-wise, he was always a pro where he, he would face the music. And so, I mean, Ron's an incredibly layered, obviously controversial personality that I've done a lot with. Um, a non-basketball one that comes to mind, and this is not even – this is just one interaction, but you talk about just interesting. Uh, I once shared an airplane row with uh, going to Las Vegas for summer league, maybe 2007 or eight with Pete Rose. And as a guy who grew up, you know, enjoying baseball, like I, I, I somehow not only said hello to Pete, but made him feel comfortable enough that he just started telling stories and, and started talking to me about everything. I'm talking, you know, all the off the record stuff about gambling and, you know, his relationship with Alex Rodriguez. And, and so that, you know, and again, it wasn't in a working capacity, but you know, those are the types of moments on this job that, that, uh, you know, that I'll certainly think back on when I, when I'm done doing this. Sam, thank you so much. As always, we greatly appreciate it and look forward to chatting with you next week. Sounds good, guys. Have a good week. Thanks, Sam. Stay well. Sam Amick, our good friend from The Athletic. Take advantage of that 90-day free trial. That's that's huge. Love what they're yeah. doing through all this. That's uh, that's great. And Sam's work is is amazing and, and always has been. Do you subscribe? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do too. A lot of great writers. Too. A lot yep. of great writers. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Want to remind you about our good friends at RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors, along with soffit, fascia, and rain gutters. Check them out at RGSUtahSighting.com. Uh, Gordon, I, I watched a funny video during the break of, of people keeping themselves entertained uh, during this whole thing. They did the, they called it the, uh, the let's see, the garage door beer chug challenge, which is just what? incredible. Well, they put a, <laughs> they put a beer uh, 
in the, I guess, joint for the garage door that's about chest high. And then they raise the garage door. So as the garage door goes up, the beer pours out and they have to stay under it chugging. And it's it's hilarious. But Austin, I said it to Austin. He's just watching it. How funny is that? These these people need a medal. How how old? I don't want to age them on air, but they're not young. Seventy maybe? Yeah, 65? Yeah. Something like that? And they're that? just full of life. Oh, it just just hilarious. So... I want to know, Gordon, what's what's the most bizarre thing you've done to pass the time thus far <laughs> in uh, in your uh, situation? Well, I don't think I've done anything bizarre. They have to like I mean, they have to open their mouths and walk backwards as the wallet beer pouring. goes up the track of the garage door. <laughs> goes everywhere. It's amazing. It is amazing. Uh, people, if if you haven't seen that, that that is absolutely hilarious. You Did you try to fly a kite recently, Gordon? Yes, <laughs> I haven't done that. <laughs> no, it, but but if I were going to do it, I would pick a windy day. I mean that that that's just. I mean. I'm not sure this is Einsteinian, but got a kite in hand, got a kid who wants to fly the kite. Before you do that, you go outside to gauge the wind. Huh? Why are we back to you lecturing me about this? (laughs) And by the way, I did nothing wrong. I'm trying to have an entertaining activity with my child. And, okay, what, uh, is, what I, is I'm, I'm criticized by Dan Pope, the, the wind <laughs> weather vane. Over he's here. Nye. <laughs> what, what, what is more bizarre, doing what those guys were doing with the garage door or taking your kid outside to fly a kite on an absolutely windless day? The garage door. Yeah. You can still run and the kite will fly and the two-year-old won't know if it's windy or not. The kite's flying. Thank no, you, it'll, it'll, it'll fly Thank for you. three seconds and then crash onto the ground. Maybe it'll the fly way as you long run. as you can run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you're running, then the, and look, I, I don't think I need to explain my position on that one. I don't know. I, I still I gotta, don't understand I why you you're this, criticizing me over this. I, I, I got to no get clue. you this How the Dad book. I mean, it, it's not as condescending as, it's, as it sounds. It, it, there's all kinds of instructions on how to make certain things and do certain things with your kid that they'll enjoy. I, I, I think maybe I need to give you that book. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you need to try harder, Jake, than not, taking your kid out yeah. to the park and flying a kite under your own volition. Yeah, I, I mean, need, don't I need do to be that. better, I guess. I'll try and be better, Gordon. I, 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 you know what? I do need your book because obviously I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> Next time you do that on a windless day, just make sure you get your jogging shorts on and your running shoes. You know, because you ain't flying a kite. You're, you're running. I've seen That's a lot of people doing a lot of puzzles lately. A lot of, and I don't know. Are you guys puzzle makers? Do you like to make puzzles? I am not, but I did put together a puzzle did with you? my daughter this morning. Yeah, I, I did do that. Well, with, with Sage, so not one of these no, ten thousand no, 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 piece no. things. It was know. like a kid's puzzle. Yeah, because I, I, I when, once you've written, you've gotten to the level of puzzle time. It's time for this thing to. Uh, we've reached the boredom <laughs> level that I never want to get. I to. don't enjoy puzzles either, but the the people in my life that I know that like puzzles, they love it. Yeah, the, yeah, the, they I know love people it. that frame them afterwards. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm not. I can't think of a more boring thing to do. So you haven't done anything anything weird to, to pass no, the time, huh, Gordon? Why don't nothing, I, I? Nothing crazy. I don't no. believe that. What? What do you think I'm? I don't know. What's the weirdest thing you've eaten in the last two and a half weeks, Gordon? Ooh. 
Uh, I haven't eaten anything. I, I told you guys that uh, I got the uh, a new grill, new smoker in the backyard. You and, mean uh, Lisa got that? Yeah. Well, I gave it to her, and I'm not sure she's. Well, used then why it are you calling it mine? Other people. <laughs> well, I mean, I bought it for her. Can you buy your <laughs> wife an appliance like that and get away with it? I don't know. Do you call her wedding ring yours? <laughs> Here, honey, I bought this meat smoker. I'm hungry, by the way. I'll be in the office. Now, I did. I think I asked you that question before I actually purchased it, whether that was appropriate or not. Right? I mean, who was it on staff that bought like a washer and dryer for their wife? That would be Tony. But I don't know if that's true or that's just something that we made up to tease Tony. Oh, okay. But sounds like it could be true. It does sound like it could be true. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I can't remember where I. It, there was a story about her like rearranging furniture while he just sat on his backside and like sipped lemonade or something like that. <laughs> What's the most utilitarian thing you've ever given your wife as a gift? Mm. Now, 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 I've got an answer. Oh, so my wife really likes her uh, the mixer. You know those uh, the. Like the KitchenAid? Yeah, KitchenAid mixer or whatever, so I, I got well, her. Those are sweet. Yeah. They're not nice. inexpensive either. You know? uh, so I didn't get her that, per se, but I got uh, I got ah. her, uh, a, like, her the Binford brand? No, 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 no. <laughs> like, she got it uh, for Christmas, and I got her the, like, all the accessories, right? You know, the, the like, cheese shredder and the, I can't even remember what they all were. The attachments. But, yeah, yeah, the yeah. attachments and all that. Did you? Did she? <laughs> did she ask that, for this? That, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's the key. Line. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. the key. Because I, my wife asked for a really, 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 really expensive vacuum at one time in our life, and that's what she wanted. So that's what. But I didn't just give her a vacuum either. I got her some other things that were, you know, not utilitarian like that. But if they want it, if they ask for it, that's different than you just saying, "Hey, I got you a smoker. I'm going to be in the office." <laughs> No, that 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 mixer to her is is like uh, I'm trying to think like any opportunity. It's her toy. Any opportunity that that she has to use, oh, I better get the mixer. She out. enjoys, yeah, using she it, enjoys yeah. using it. Right, that's exactly what I'm. And I think half the really a big big part of giving gifts of any kind is investing the time necessary to find out what the uh, what the want factor is. On her part, uh, Austin, you bring up a great point there, and I think that if you are keyed in enough to know what your loved one wants, it really can take almost any form. Okay, well, before we move off this topic, I want you to answer the question that you asked Austin and me. What's that? What's the most utilitarian thing you've ever gotten for Lisa? As a gift? Correct. It might be the the uh, no. The that girl, doesn't count. You've already smoker. you've already admitted to that. It's got to be something else. And like an occasion gift, like an anniversary birthday, not just a Tuesday. Hey, I felt like getting this. For right, you. right, right. It has to be like yeah, Christmas, Mother's anniversary. Day, anniversary. Yeah. Well, there was. <laughs> yes. Uh, with the. <laughs> With the matching shovels and wheelbarrow I got her, would that count? Oh, yeah. That 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 counts. What do you mean matching? Like a his and hers shovel? No, like they, they're the same color. Oh. He's not getting a shovel and a wheelbarrow for himself. No, no, no like they match. And, and what occasion was this? Do you remember, Gordon? Please tell uh, me anniversary. 
<laughs> Please tell me anniversary. It, it was it was it was something that uh, it was actually kind of a joke, but it was. Oh, actually, what, which you know anniversary what? is the yard tool anniversary? Right. I don't know. Actually, no, no, no. I hope it was Mother's Day because nothing says thank you for the hard work you do as a mom like a matching shovel and wheelbarrow. Please tell me that was Mother's Day. Well, my wife's not my mom. True, true, true. I don't know. Do you, she's uh, what's the mother the, of my children. What, yeah, don't you don't you get her a gift for your kids in a sense? Yeah, yeah, I do. Or I, I guess you I did back do. in the day, right? Uh, well, I still Wait, do. Shouldn't okay. yeah? Shouldn't you just give her a gift on Mother's Day because she is the mother of your children? Right? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, I yeah. I say it's from Sadie and me. Does that change as she gets older and can select her own gift for her mom? So oh, I see. So which child Gordon really gave Lisa the shovels and and uh, wheelbarrows what for Mother's Day? Yeah. yeah, like hey, this is from Sid. This one's from Sid. Yeah. So I have a question. Another question for you guys is giving your wife like uh, uh, is. Uh, you know, some guys give their wives lingerie for uh, a gift. Okay, is that... Chester, where is this going, Chester? No, I'm just wondering. Uh, many of our guys out there listening, they they wonder if that's appropriate or not. Probably not on Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be a bad idea. Okay. Right. When was because the last that, time? That, that, what? You yeah, answer your own question, Gordon. Actually, don't. Yeah. yeah, actually, don't. No, that's a good point. Plus, the Not Sports Report is coming up next, so there's that. Okay. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that straight ahead. Don't forget, Mark Amicone, general manager of the Salt Lake Bees, joins us top of the 5 o'clock hour. We'll, we'll check in on how the baseball world is dealing with this uh, unique and new situation. That's all straight ahead on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Yeah, it is, remember the part in Dumb and Dumber when they're getting all dolled up? Oh, the yeah. Haircuts? This is the song. Oh, okay. Uh, it's time for the Not Sports Board, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going down under. Australia, Yes, we are. Uh, first of all, before we get there, uh, you know how the economy is, uh, there's concern about keeping it going and whatnot. And so I guess the government is going to, what is it, give out, uh, is it a thousand bucks or something like that for people who qualify? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, is it a thousand? I, I don't know. Twelve hundred. It's twelve hundred. Like and then uh, kids is what, five hundred? Under so, 17. Under 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you qualify, how are you going to use that money? Austin and I were just talking That's about this during the break. It. Are uh, you kidding? Uh, no, no. That, that, that is weird. 
Uh, but uh, let's see. What what am I going to do? What is so unbelievably frivolous and ridiculous that that would get a reaction from from Gordon? Going to buy twelve hundred dollars of scratchers. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> change it into ones and just make it rain off my back porch. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Gordon probably uh, probably use it to buy essentials, right? Some people, that's what, obviously, that, that's the idea, and hopefully, now, do you bank it, do you save it, or do you spend it on something to keep the economy going, I mean, because there's benefit to that. In all honesty, I don't know uh, my family qualifies or or, yeah. or not, but I'll, I'll tell you, it, we don't need the, the cash as much as some others, and we I've talked to my wife about it, we'll probably either help out a family member or, or donate it. Well, the reason I bring it up is apparently there were uh, stimulus uh, payments given out in Australia of $750. And I think uh, 6 million Australians received the one-off payment from the government. And one gentleman used his $750 to buy eight cases of beer. And? Eight cases of beer. Uh, Victoria Bitter. Have oh, you I've ever had, heard of th- Yeah, I've had Victoria Bitter. Yeah, it's good. How many are in a case? That seems expensive. Uh, cases are big. Are they? Okay. Yeah. So not like Eight. a 24, that's not a case. 24 packs is not a case. Uh, We're talking like a flat of it? Yeah, a case is a little bigger than that. Let's see. How many beers in <laughs> Live Google a case? That. Let's see here. Twenty-four. So there you go. Oh, well, right on the money. Seems seven hundred fifty dollars for eight cases. Eight cases of beer. That does seem a tad yeah. expensive. Maybe he didn't spend it Is all. It Stella Artois. What are we talking about? Hey, here? And by the way, <laughs> what, are you are you judging a guy who's no. stocking up on beer? No, I'm not judging anything. I'm Maybe just he uses pretty, it to garden. That's what he needs to get through uh, the this whole thing is a little Victoria bitters. Well, his his quote was, "I'm as happy as a pig in mud." Yeah, exactly. It feeds uh, the economy said, just I've, the same. I've, I've just spent my stimulus money. I've got eight slabs in there, and that should last me about eight days, he said. I'm as happy as a pig in mud. Now, some people have criticized him, thinking he should spend that money on maybe something a little uh, more substantive. However, and I did see, I saw a number somewhere where um, alcohol sales in general are up like 55% or something during uh, this period of time. I uh I Others. waited uh, in line at the liquor store the other day. It's, I mean, people are, are doing it. Yeah, we needed a new box of wine. Well, that, this is uh, some people criticized him, but others on social media have said things like that's exactly what it was intended for. Spend it on taxable items, keep our economy afloat. Another said, I work 28 days a month and pay mammoth amounts of tax, and this makes me happy. Good on him. And somebody else uh, said, uh, how do you know this bloke hasn't been working for the past 35 years? Good on you, mate. Have a beer for me. I don't know. So different people with different opinions on it. But uh, he took his stimulus money and stocked up on beer. So I thought that was that was a little bit out of the ordinary. Most so Many people would be using it to, like, pay rent. Or something like that. Or yeah, pay bills. It sounds like you're being super judgy about no, this. No, I'm not. I'm not being judgy at all. I'm just saying that this is, this is you know. You're I'm bringing it up on, a, on Utah radio. Why, because you don't approve. 
No, I, I didn't, it's got nothing to do with me approving. I just think it's somewhat unusual. Because usually when you get a payment of something like that, or the case in our country at $1,200, you might, in, in extenuating circumstances like this, where people are, are might be desperate for, you know, like Austin said, essentials. Well, he found that Victoria Bitter was his essential. I would ask you what you uh, would do with it, Gordon, but there's not a chance you qualify. So not going not gonna to encounter that. Uh, well, there's all kinds of good things to spend that money on, I, I would imagine. Do you need if, a new wheelbarrow, by chance? I had a matching shovel. You've got uh, birth, birthdays and anniversaries coming up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, people can spend it on whatever they want. But it's nice when people, you know, I, I grew up in the Depression. And, and during that period of time, you know, everybody thought saving was the way to go. But if everybody in America just saved their money and didn't spend it, then our economy would fall apart, right? I'm not that old. Right. You know, it, I, I grew up drinking water out of uh, empty empty cans of beans, you know, in the Depression. <laughs> Walked to school uphill both ways. Ah, uh, the famous empty empty bean water thing. It snowed 365 days a year <laughs> back then. I talked to a friend of mine once. He said his dad used to give him that load of just hooey, say, uh, yeah, son, I walked to school and, and rain, sleet, and snow. and Was he a mail carrier? And, and his son said, Dad, you grew up in San Diego, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll have more coming up next. Uh, Mark Amicone, general manager of the Salt Lake Bees, joins the show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.